please take my hand now open your mind to me please open your mind open your mind open your mind we all have never taken a step back and actually asked ourselves how should we be interacting with these things now, seven years into it? And what should we be expecting of the internet at large? Look, the reality may be the entire business model of the internet may be fundamentally somewhat broken, right? Because we allow ourselves to get interacted with in ways where we don't necessarily control the medium or the messenger. And we are not putting up any barriers to ever give yourself any downtime from that either. Exactly. And so it may mean that we all collectively need to figure out, not just individuals, but also the companies, right. also governments, quite honestly, how different business models need to exist so that we can actually divorce ourselves from how so this what, stuff what is what goes working. on? I am your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6, 3 to 5.30 today. Uh, and we've been talking about uh, this, a lot of different things. So if you want to hear this from the beginning, we'll post the podcast on PropagandaReportDaily.com later in the week. But we've been talking about Facebook. Uh, one of the things we've been talking about is uh, Facebook having a couple of whistleblowers come out, formerly high-ranking members of Facebook, both probably billionaires by now, who uh, are telling us how terrible, terrible, terrible Facebook is. And that's getting getting a lot of press. But there's a video, a uh, very you know many millions of hits video that we just posted also on PropagandaReportDaily.com that explains uh, that that pieces together these guys saying terrible things about Facebook. It's about 12 minutes long or 14 minutes long. At the end of it is the clip you just heard, where after they tell you. Uh, we're exploiting you psychologically. We're getting you addicted like it's a drug. There are hoaxes that are getting people killed. Terrible things are happening. It's destroying the fabric of society. I mean, these are all quotes from this uh, litany of Facebook badness that these guys are talking about. But towards the end, they, they, they throw in what you just heard, which is uh, the answer... The answer is that we need to collectively figure out, companies and governments need to figure out how to control this anarchic situation. The entire business model of the internet may be fundamentally broken. I mean, if you're asking the government to change a business model by force, that's regulation of the highest order. And we already know. So another another answer they give towards the end of that video is these guys saying they feel guilty. And then some random dude uh, clipped in saying these guys need to make amends. They need to take responsibility for their actions. And then you get back to those guys saying, you know, we've got to do something. And, and we're good guys now. We're blowing the whistle. We're strongly advocating collective action by companies and governments which by the way i wrote right before trump was elected that the next president would usher in censorship uh and i quoted a speech from Vern jordan which said big tech has to take control today facebook came out 
uh, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal saying they were going to set up a trustworthiness test for news. You're not going to get news that doesn't pass the criterion they set out, which is they asked their users if they ever heard of this news source and if they trust it. So obviously, 95% of the people are going to hear about ABC, NBC, and CBS, right? So that's it's just a built-in bias. It's ridiculous. But some of the quotes from this guy during his... Uh, anti-Facebook world tour is you don't want popularity and truth to equal each other. Yet the solution seems to be that popular to be on the same page, to have the same set of facts. That's not how, what is the point of the press if you all have the same set of facts? Then who's picking those facts? It's just crazy. Uh, so all I'm, I'm trying to say actually took me a couple of beats to really see what this was all about because as we've been talking about during the show, I'm a little panicked about the impact of this stuff on my kids. They don't use Facebook, but they use Snapchat. Uh, I'm worried about that, and they're addressing that concern. They're, they're trying to exploit my fear with a solution that has absolutely nothing to do with my fear. Um, anyway, so, uh, oh, Binkley, let's... First of all, how are you on your... Uh, if you just tuned in... We're trying one another initiative by Google in this case is to, to of funneling all news to the bigger players is that if you have fewer than a thousand subscribers on your YouTube channel, you can't get monetized. You can't get paid for the content you produce. So we had to get Binkley over a thousand and we have where are we now, Binkley? We're How at one thousand and twenty five. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. That's, that's great. So I knew I knew that if we just told the uh people to help you out that you do it in one show you came they, through there you did so um what do you think i think i feel like we should play maybe another one of these clips uh yeah okay it's about the truth and popularity thing let's um guys let's play clip five today we live in a world now where it is easy to confuse truth and popularity and you can use money to amplify whatever you believe and get people to believe that what is popular is now truthful and what is not popular may not be truthful. You know, Joe and I, for example, we've been on the other side of climate for a long time, right? right? And the reality is now I can take money and I can use that through all of these social media systems that exist to hundreds of millions of people and I can convince all of Joe's friends and everybody like him of my opinion in very subtle and small ways. And he can do the same to me. We can do that about vaccines. We can do that about gay rights. We can do that about bathroom laws. We can do that about Roy Moore. And so I think the question we have to ask ourselves is how do we live in a world where this is now possible? So I have a couple of problems with that. He actually, first of all, the truth and popularity thing is what they're going for. It's only, they're saying that what people believe to be true is truth, that there is no objective measure. It's purely subjective, the opposite of what uh, you know, the, the solution they're offering is the problem that he says they have. He also points out the real answer, which is I can tell Joe's friends my opinion and he can do the same to me. That's why it works. You know what I mean? There's no control over it. And then he says, we need to deal with how we live in a world where this is now possible. That's the same false reasoning when people say we need to rewrite the Bill of Rights because there weren't terrorists then. That they were terrorists then. They were called pirates. They were dressed directly. I'm said they were called pirates. They were stateless criminals of uh, organized 
international. And uh, it's all in there. It's all, these are timeless principles. That's why they're principles. Putting zeros and ones in the, you know, behind the black box does not make the fundamental principle different. And with media, it literally, this is the world that we've lived in since the Gutenberg Bible. The Gutenberg Bible, the beginning of the printing press, first thing they did was print the Bible in the vernacular to writers in the Gutenberg Bible, like the one, maybe it was not, maybe the Gutenberg Bible is not in the vernacular, but what they did with the printing press immediately was uh, print it in the vernacular to get people to question the interpretation of the scripture, the law, as handed down by the authorities. And what that did was it caused the wars of the Reformation, which robbed property and power, uh, or if you think that it, that the church did not legitimately own that property or have that power, it, it reallocated property and power from the church to the kings. It was absolutely revolutionary. And that is the world that we've lived in since the beginning of mass media propaganda, the beginning of the printing press. This isn't something that we need this guy's help with. And by the way, I dug a little, did a little digging in this guy, and I said, this guy seems like a CIA operative to me. He's, he's trained in the arts of lying. Because at one point he said, this caused me, I stopped using Facebook, and it caused huge conflict in my social circles. Okay, just so you know, this guy's a multi-billionaire who owns, is an owner of the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> There's just no chance that guy's like crying himself to sleep at night because somebody's mad at him on Facebook, which he does not check. You know, it's just not true. So then I was like, okay, he's a liar. Let's figure it out. Ends up, he's an early investor in Palantir, which is a CIA company uh, funded by InQtel, which is the CIA venture capital thing. And and if if he got the same deal Peter Thiel got, Peter Thiel gave Palantir a million dollars and got back $40 million. Could be a brilliant investment, could be payoff money. Yeah. I don't know. And by the way, Peter Thiel is a big fan of this guy. So the circle squares, I guess, as they say. Uh, so I don't trust any of that. And um, and there's more of that really good stuff. As soon, when you first watch the video, it's like, oh, I feel that way too. But now that I've cracked the code, I think if you watch it, you'll just be like, oh, those guys are so manipulative. Anyway. Let us wrap this up after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. This will not stand, you know? This aggression will not stand, man. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. There was a hoax in WhatsApp where um, in some, like, village in India, um, people were, like, afraid that their kids were going to get kidnapped, etc., and then there were these lynchings that happened as a result, where people were like vigilante running around, they think they found the person, and they, I mean, I mean, seriously? Like, that's what we're dealing with. You know, Im imagine like when you take that to the extreme, where, you know, bad actors can now manipulate large swaths of people to do anything you want. It's just a, it's a really, really bad state of affairs. So this is one of the early executives at Facebook, billionaire, part owner of the Garden State Warriors, talking to Stanford business students, saying like every other word. Yeah. I mean, even Binkley doesn't do that. <laughs> Binkley's a millennial. <laughs> I just don't, I just, I'm not buying this guy. And that, and it was the same audience where he said, it caused real conflict in my social circles when I quit Facebook. It's like, he doesn't care at all. 
He has no real, fr- you know, it's potential that he, he could just buy all the friends he wants at that level. He doesn't even know who his friend. Nobody is, nobody's going to give him grief about not being on Facebook. You don't think his best friend defriended him? Totally. My husband actually defriended me. <laughs> I think he I think he was afraid of being associated with Russian propaganda. <laughs> he didn't want the Twitter bird showing up. That's right. I think yes, yes, anyway. That is true. Uh so oh let me do the prize pack and such. And the weather. Afternoon showers and a forecast high of sixty one degrees Monday as the work week begins. But that could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And the weekend prize pack, just saying that, gets the <laughs> the lines ringing so people don't even know what it is. Uh, four tickets to the Great American Motorcycle Show, January 27th and 28th at the Cobb Galleria Center. And a family four-pack of tickets to the Atlanta Gladiators Hockey Fights Cancer Weekend, January 26th to the 28th at Infinite Energy Arena. I've got to say that sounds great because I love motorcycles and I love hockey. Uh, first to call 404-741-0750 gets that awesome prize pack. So, Binkley, we have like a minute or two left. First of all, I want to thank the people for saving your YouTube channel. Yes. So you're well over 1,000 now, right? So you yes. can monetize. Thank you very much. I did a great job. Do you think that they'll feel like um, baited and switched when they realize listening to our podcast they're going to have to endure a five-second commercial now? I hope not. So I personally think it's better to have a five-second commercial you can click off yeah. than have to charge people. I hate that. And I love it that WSB lets us po- put this into our podcast feed without the commercials. I think that's uh, very generous of them. Uh, so that's great. Also, uh, next weekend I am off, but that's just an opportunity to catch up on old podcasts. I put up just now on PropagandaReportDaily.com. Uh, my old podcast from four years ago where I basically predicted what's happening this week. Binkley just posted the video that these clips came from. It's worth watching the 12 minutes. There's so much fear-mongering in there. And then if you watch it all the way through to the end, all the way through, they tell you how the government's going to save you. So that's that's good. that's fun. Uh, what else? What else you got, Bink? Well, they recently released, a senator recently released the um, a report detailing Putin's uh, hack into our elections and how they're going to counter the threat with policy to protect the 2018 and 2020 elections. This was released by the Committee on Foreign Relations of the United States Senate. Oh, interesting, because one of the quotes from Zuckerberg this morning uh, that I read in the newspaper this morning was about uh, how they're trying to... um, revamp their newsfeed in time for the 2018 elections so there you go just in the nick of time right <laughs> so thank you all very much thanks for helping binkley uh thanks to marco thanks rachel i'll be back in two weeks this is monica perez